0: Greetings, my dearest travelers. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share with you a trailer from one of my newest favorite podcasts. It's all in the cards. It's an innocent enough question, but it still irritates the shit out of me.
1: So how does this work?
0: It's simple. You ask a question and the cards answer it.
2: Well then, what's the point?
0: The point is to see how much of it happens. Hey, Al. Is it already that time again?
2: Well, that. But there also seems to be a slew of killings going on in your neighborhood at the
3: moment. Is that so? I'm not here for myself. I'm here
0: to warn you. I haven't done anything wrong.
1: I need a reading.
0: I can certainly help you with that. But are you sure that's what you want? Are you sure you want the answers?
2: Oh, more than that. Anything.
0: Okay. Follow me then.
2: It's All in the Cards Podcast, Episode 1, premiering September 30th.
0: It's All in the Cards, available on all podcast streaming platforms. And as an added bonus, the season is all out for you, travelers, so you can binge it to your heart's desire. Enjoy. This podcast contains adult content with depictions of violence gore, gunshots, and strong language. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I ain't like that anymore. I don't kick off like before. I'm more relaxed. I'm I hate Welcome, the
0: traveler, to the morbid forest. am I oh, fuck. How, the, how the fuck did I end up here what the what the fuck are you no no get get away from me get away from me I'm okay I'm okay yes i know it's it's the third nightmare in a row i've had each one has me reliving my my first night here Mm, no no i regret nothing but still something's coming larry something the forest has never seen And I'm afraid I won't be much aid to the travelers I've sworn to protect. (laughs) I know, old friend. And I've got your back and all eight of your legs. Come on. Let's get tucked in tight. And maybe our dreams will finally provide us the sanctuary we deserve. (sighs) Good night, old friend.
2: My apartment is just on the other side of the park. Would you like to come over for a nightcap?
0: Who even says nightcap anymore?
2: Yeah. I thought it would sound more suave than it actually did.
0: What's even in a nightcap anyway? I don't
2: think it's actually a drink. Just antiquated code for getting busy.
0: Oh, so you want to get busy now?
2: Well, if the lady doth not protest, perhaps...
0: Did you hear that? What? That noise. You didn't hear it?
2: No. You sure you heard something?
0: Positive. It sounded like something scuttling into the bushes.
2: Well, better get you home for that nightcap, then.
0: Stop it! I'm being serious!
2: Alright, alright. Seriously, though. Let's get going. It's getting chilly out.
0: There it is again!
2: Okay, that time I heard it. Come on.
0: What is
1: that?
2: I don't care what it is, but it sounds like a lot, and I'm not taking any chances. Take my hand.
1: They're getting closer.
2: Faster. Faster. What? What the fuck are those? San Francisco,
3: winter, twenty twenty three.
0: I snapped the suitcase shut, the latch locking tight the last chapter of my mediocre life. My steps dragged along the oak linoleum as I circled the drain of what I thought would be my final home. (sighs) I was going to miss this shithole. But San Francisco wasn't safe anymore, and I prayed my lottery fare into Calum would wash the stain of the past year out of my mouth. Fuck. I didn't need to be thinking about this shit. I pulled the instruction card from my back pocket. New creases merged with the old, my fingers smudging them together to calm my nerves. I memorized this card already, but I couldn't refrain from reading the words once more. Just just one more time. As if they would say something different from the last time my eyes scrolled across the ink. Transportation will arrive promptly at 5 p.m. sharp, at the location listed as your home address. Each lottery holder is afforded one suitcase. Transport will allow precisely 10 minutes for loading and intake. If participants arrive outside of the designated window, their seat is forfeit. Participants may not enter the lottery again if transportation is missed. Please contact your local officials for more details. Easy enough. I checked my watch. 4.45. Okay, okay, okay. My fingers laced around the worn handle of my suitcase. Outside, the sun began to set, my stomach lowering with the trajection of the sun. I took it in breath to settle it. It's fine. You've you've been out after sunset plenty of times. Besides, how many times have these transports run this route to Callum? Hundreds. So the catastrophic fear racking my insides was purely irrational. 4.50. My hand shook as I gripped the handle of the door. I didn't want to look back. Didn't need to take in my sad space one last time. What would be the point? I was ready. God fucking damn it, was I ready for something, anything good. I needed this. I deserved this. I had to watch my neighbors and streetmates leave one by one. I had to hold in the screams at night as I was slowly left behind. Forgotten. The lottery chose me, and I was ready because I was stronger than everyone else. You had to be in this new reality. Five o'clock, I yanked the door open and took to the stairs. I kept my feet as light as can be. I made a habit of triple checking the building once Miss Fletcher won a ticket and left me alone in the building. I hope I'll see her again. That woman made a mean upside down cake. Besides, you never know what worked its way inside and I refused to take any chances. Chances were for the dead, who didn't know better. I slammed into the lobby door, the door smacking my middle and pushing me back. Locked, fuck, fuck, where the fuck were my keys? Frantically, I patted my jean pockets, but came up empty. I cursed myself for my habitual ritual. Shit, they were probably on the hooks upstairs. My gaze floated up to the third floor and then outside, a black modified Hummer idled at the curb. 504. I can make it. I dashed up the stairs, Olympic sprinter style, my arms pumping from side to side as I spiraled higher. Tears prickled at the corners of my eyes as my front door came into view. I shouldered it open, my eyes already seeking out the key rack. 506. I'm not there. Fuck! I spun, my adrenaline waning at the thought of being left behind. A tiny gleam on the kitchen island caught my eye. There you are, fuckers. I snatched them from the counter and took off down the stairs two at a time, no longer caring about the noise I was making. 508. My keys sunk home and I twisted, allowing cool city air to kiss my fevered skin. 509. The back door opened and I sailed toward it. 510. The hummer door shut.
3: The massive tank headed to Callum. San Francisco, June 22, 2020 Authorities are still searching for answers after a local couple was found dead this weekend. SFPD is asking for your help with any clues in this gruesome double homicide. Authorities say the couple was seen leaving a local bar at about 11.30pm and headed in the direction of townhomes opposite the park. It is still unclear at this time whether this is a homicide or some other gruesome affair. This is KCRE News. San Francisco. Winter 2023. Highway 101.
0: The Hummer blasted like a freight train up US-101 North. For the size of the vehicle, I was expecting to be just another sardine on its way to the factory thankfully, that wasn't the case. My arms banded around my suitcase as I lowered my lashes and took in the other passengers. A woman sat close to the front, her eyes solely on her knitting. Across from me, a soldier in full tactical gear huffed and frowned out the window, as if the darkness displeased him. I wasn't sure which was more concerning, the uniform straight frown adorning his lips Or the amount of weapons and ammo decorating his person like a Christmas tree.
1: Best to just sit back and relax, dear.
0: I turned to the woman, her eyes having never left her knitting pattern. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) Right.
2: You have nothing to worry about, ma'am. The transport success rate has been 95% since the start of this endeavor. You're perfectly safe.
0: His frown now settled on me. What happened to the 5%? If it was possible for the man's frown to deepen, it was committed to do so.
2: Sergeant Anders was just being truthful, ma'am. No need for an alarm. There were a few minor inconveniences during the early transports, but we have worked out those kinks, if you will.
0: The driver of a little convoy vehicle called over his shoulder, his eyes remaining on the darkening road. The authority in his voice left no room for debate or further questions. But I still will find a chance to needle when given. It's Tilly, not ma'am." The soldier's eyes flashed in the rearview mirror. Somewhere between amusement and annoyance fluttered between his baby blues. Alexa Green. The woman waved her unfinished garment at me, which I returned with a tentative smile. Relax, right, 5% isn't that big of a deal. Setting my suitcase on the seat next to me, I turned my attention to the soldier. So, how long is it to Callum?
2: Four hours. But with any luck, the old man up front will get us there in about an hour early.
0: The soldier in the front chuckled.
2: We can only be so lucky. Just sit back and enjoy the ride, ladies.
0: I huffed, but settled deeper in my seat. Light clicking resumed next to me, as Mr. Pensive resumed his stare down with the moving scenery. Four hours until safety. That was the price to pay. I wish I'd pack snacks though. Maybe they'll offer us some. Not like we can stop anywhere. The pandemic hit California hard. Not as hard as other states, but hard enough to warrant the erection of Calum. It was one of two sanctuaries in the state and the 20th in the Northern continent. We weren't told much about them, only that there'd be a lottery for entry with parameters only the powers that be settled on. I didn't care if it turned out to be a mining camp. Anything was better than facing the wilds of our current state. Hey, so what's your name? I asked the driver.
2: You may address me as Sergeant Blackwell, ma'am.
0: I rolled my eyes. Tilly. Hilly. So, any particular reason there are only two of us in this transport? I can't imagine transporting two passengers at a time from all over the state is very efficient. Sergeant Blackwell corked a smile at my astute observation, but it was Anders who replied,
2: Our transport protocol is strictly classified to civilians. It's fine, Anders. I'd be curious, too.
0: Blackwell's smile remained not as warm as before.
2: Seems, Tilly, that yourself and Miss Green are the last in your district. Additionally, large transports are more difficult to maneuver. Human distress in large group tends to complicate things.
0: I chewed on his words for a moment before continuing. Yeah, makes sense. I paused, my eyes searching the outside world. Something flashed in the woods beyond, before I truly took it in. I shuddered. What happens if we see them? Or, more importantly, see us, but I didn't want to say it out loud.
2: No need to worry.
0: Anders tapped his hip, where a large military-grade weapon sat in wait.
2: We're fully equipped to take on any threat. Like the sergeant said, just sit back, relax, and we'll be there in no time at all.
0: Anders' words barely kissed the air before I found myself pitched from my seat. It all happened so fast. I wish time had slowed, but this isn't an epic blockbuster. The Hummer popped in the air like a backyard rocket, the boom from the explosion grating against my teeth. Alexa was wailing as her knitting was thrown across the space the Nataleys thankfully embedding themselves in soft, leathery flesh. The behemoth of a car landed, and to the chagrin of Sergeant Blackwell, refused to stay upright. Our convoy careened onto its side, and we were jostled inside like pieces of old laundry. My stomach roiled as we spun helplessly out of control. Dear God, dear anyone, this could not be it, please. My body fell to the roof of the car, Anders' hulking form out crashing into mine, expelling the air from my lungs. The Hummer rocked a few more times before finally coming to a halt. Nobody moved as the silence pressed in. My lungs screamed and my head was performing a rather intense drum solo as Blackwell's voice sputtered to life.
2: Everyone? Everyone okay back there? (laughs)
0: Yeah, just, just fine. Fucking peachy. Anders, Anders, get off me. I can't breathe. I shoved at the soldier, but his limp body merely pressed closer to mine. Shit. Sergeant Blackwell, I think, I think your buddy here is a uh, knocked out cold. A groan wheezed behind my ear, and I craned my neck to see Alexa rising to all fours. Has anyone seen my knitting needles?
2: Now isn't the time for that, Miss Green. Whoever laid that trap will be coming to claim their prize, and we need to get out of this vehicle and look for cover.
0: Blackwell began shouldering his door, the metal groaning but giving way to his brute strength. I don't know how much help I'll be, but let's try and get this young man off you. I nearly sagged at Alexa's words. On three. One. One, Two. two, Three. three. Push. 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 I gritted my teeth and pushed, the sergeant's weight giving way just enough for me to wiggle my sternum from beneath his hold. Air rushed into my lungs, and I greedily gulped it down like a dog in heat. With two more tries... Alexa and I were able to unseat Anders fully. We were definitely worse for wear. Alexa had a nasty gash on her arm and brow, while I could feel bruises blooming under my tender skin. Movement outside had Alexa and I screaming and pulling each other close, until the stern face of Blackwell came into view in the upside-down window. A finger rose to his lips, and my breath vanished for a second time that night. Distant crunching, had the hairs on the back of my neck rising. Fuck!
3: We've been found! San Francisco, April 18th, 2021 This is KCRA San Francisco Bay Area News. Good evening, everyone. It is a grime day here in a golden bay as the first evening of restrictions falls into place. I would like to remind residents to please return to your homes promptly at 6.30 p.m. tonight. Please be advised that anyone found outside during restricted hours are no longer covered under judicial law. Please refrain from performing loud tasks, and remember to keep your doors locked and windows boarded and sealed, as any access light could leave you vulnerable. Unrestricted hours will resume at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. More details to come at the top of the hour. And for now, I have Glenn here to demonstrate the latest boarding methods all residents can use to guarantee their safety through the night. Take it away, Glenn. San Francisco, winter 2023, Highway 101.
2: Stay quiet. I'm going to get some cover and assess how bad the situation is. Can I count on you to look after Sergeant Anders?
0: Blackwell's voice was barely audible over the ringing fear in my ears, but I nodded. With a swift nod, the man vanished into the darkness. Come on, let's drag him further and use the dark for cover as well. The less we're seen, the better. At least, that's what i found. I nodded at Alexa, and we worked quietly to pull the security blanket of shadows around us. The bush moved outside our upturned vehicle, rendering my lungs still. I think even the unconscious Anders stopped breathing. Ma ma
1: ma quite the number indeed.
0: A gruff voice observed.
1: Damn straight. I'm just glad I was able to put those landlines to use, boss.
0: This was much worse than I thought. Fuck. How were they even out there right now? We were all dead, sucking down borrowed oxygen until the shit really hit the fan. Don't go out at night. That's the number one goddamn rule. Hot tears threatened to spill from my eyes, but I refused to be weak. I was going to Callum, no matter what it takes.
1: I hope they have some good shit in there. I'm tired of eating Pete's Woodland Vines. You didn't seem tired of them last night when you ate your rations and mine.
0: There was a collective laugh as footsteps shuffled closer. Every step boomed and echoed a death drum moving swiftly toward us. Alexa's arm tightened around my shoulder, and I took comfort in the small gesture. The metal on the driver's side door groaned.
1: No driver. Danvers, circle the woods. We have a runner. On it, boss. Don't you worry. I'll sniff the slippery bastard
0: out. Footsteps darted away, but we weren't out of the woods yet. Someone started pulling on the passenger doors We pressed tighter together. Pete, get your lazy ass over here and help me with the door.
2: All right, all right, but I call first
1: dibs on luggage. Last time, I got shafted. Bullshit. I'm
0: the lady of the group and therefore get first pick.
1: Since when have you been a lady? Ouch,
0: dickhead. A muffled punch and whine followed Pete's question. Then the tugging began anew. Footsteps moved languidly down the length of the vehicle. The leader, most likely.
1: Hurry up, you two. We don't have much time left. Although the diversion won't we'll hold them for long.
0: Them. I knew exactly who the "them" he was referring to. The door popped open, and a grimly female face peered inside.
1: Well, well, well. Looks like we caught a few cage birdies.
0: Pete, a leering stick of a man, poked his head inside his face splitting into a foul grin.
2: Indeed we have, Laurie.
0: Boss, you're going to want to see this. Footsteps joined the pair, followed by an out of breath Danvers.
1: I circled the area twice and there's no sign of the driver, boss. That's all
0: right, Dee. The boss in question leaned in, taking the state of our fear. His smile was calculating his black eyes twinkling with crazed glee.
1: We have ourselves bargaining chips. Looks like we are finally headed to Cal San Francisco, January 4th,
3: 2022. Thanks, Glenn, for the touching segment in these trying times. I would like to remind our citizens at this time that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. As many of you are aware, the California government, in partnership with the newly formed North American Coalition, are set to take in their first residence in just two short weeks. As a reminder, all citizens are automatically entered into the application process for entry. Family units will be taken into account, however citizens with a criminal background at this time are prohibited for eligibility. Citizens selected from the lottery will receive detailed instructions for transport to the undisclosed location of the sanctuary site. This is to protect the new citizens as well as the integrity of the sanctuary itself. We'll have an in-depth report tonight at 7 p.m. with Governor Gavin Newsom. This is KCRE News. San Francisco, Winter 2023, Forest of Highway 101.
0: We didn't move. Like trapped animals, we gawked at our predators, but refused to yield. The man smirked, his eyes drinking down our fear as if it was sweet ambrosia.
1: Danvers, Pete, pull them up!
0: No. The boss stepped aside, allowing Danvers access as Pete leered over his shoulder.
1: With pleasure, boss.
0: The men scuttled in, pushing us back into the dividing panel of the Hummer. I kicked out at Danvers' outstretched hand, but he batted my foot away as if it were trash. His mammoth hand snaked around my ankle and yanked me from the cab. Don't you touch her! Alexa's voice pained against the felt walls, finding no purchase. My captor threw me to the ground at his boss's feet. A moment later, a thrashing Alexa was deposited next to me, her eyes fierce with defiance.
2: We got a soldier in here too,
0: boss, but I'm Pretty sure it's dead. My stomach dropped at Pete's words. I chanced a glance back at the Hummer as Pete emerged with part of Anders' weapon belt. He beamed, presenting the prize to the solo female of their group. My lady? The woman squealed, snatching a handgun from the belt.
1: Now, tell me, ladies, how much further is it to count?
0: I turned my attention to the hulking man looming over us. I, I, strong, I needed to remain strong. Blackwell was out there somewhere, waiting for his moment. We just needed to buy him some time, needed to stay strong. I was going to the damn sanctuary. Alexa had no issue finding her voice and she spit at the man's boots. We aren't telling you anything. Wrong answer. I didn't even see the man move only felt the slap across my face and then the dirt of the woods on my cheek. Tilly, Alexa leapt for me, her hands soothing my hair away from my face.
1: I'll ask you again. Where is the driver? And if your next answer isn't the direction or plan the man had, well, I know a nice little hole around here to stick in, I won't even have to bury you. Just leave you there to wait for them to sniff you out. There isn't much food in these parts. No humans to prey on. I bet they'll
0: smell you in no time. My heart leapt from my chest at the thought. I cowered in Alex's arms, the two of us staring into the smiling face of our death. And then the world exploded. Ruby light detonated into the clearing, the faces before me lit like ghouls from the grave. Gunshots erupted from the shadows beyond, causing my body to sag in relief. Blackwell. Take cover! The boss and his devils scattered, leaving Alexa and I exposed. Come on. Alexa pushed me forward, my limbs moving like jello. We raced for the trees, a shadowy figure frantically waving for us. Move, move, move! A dirt-covered Blackwell shouted for us, but his eyes remained focused on the threat behind us. I flew past him as our assailants returned gunfire. There was so much noise, too much noise.
2: Stay close and stay behind me. I don't know how much ammo they've got, but I've only got what's on me. I called for extraction, but we need to make it to the pickup point.
0: And how far is that? Alexa frowned at the sergeant hands on our hips like an impatient parent. We are not soldiers, Mr. Blackwell. A fierce roar echoed through the night, silencing the gunfire. The air was sucked from the forest, the shadows beginning to stalk around us. A howl in the distance brought the hair on my arms to attention. Oh God. A low (laughs) laugh emanated from the group before us. Like hyenas, the boss's gang jeered around him, manic with the idea of stolen salvation. Something moved near the broken door of the Hummer, a scream bubbling up my throat as a figure emerged. Fuck you, you piece of shit bastards. Sergeant Anders cried from the door of the vehicle. His face was set in stone as he ripped the pin from the grenade in his hands. Strong arms tugged me back as the pounding of paws closed in just as Anders released the bomb. Night turned to day as the explosion punctured the woods around us. The ground disappeared for a moment before welcoming me back with a hard hit to the sternum. I wheezed from the impact, rolling to a stop on my side as piercing bells chimed in my ears. Alexa was only a foot to my left her old frame not handling the impact well. I crawled to her, tears pouring from my eyes to dampen the soil beneath my fingertips. (coughs) Alexa. My voice wobbled on her name, but it was enough to rouse her. Mm, I am here. She cradled her head, my hands going around hers as if to help keep the cranium in place. (coughs) We need to get out of here. We have to go. We we could still make it. You and me are going to make it to the sanctuary. You You can teach me to knit. Alexa shook her head, her aged hands pressing something sturdy and metallic into my palms. You are going to make it. No, Alexa. My next words were robbed from my throat as I was yanked from Alexa's arms. Dirt and twigs scraped my underbelly as manic laughter spiraled around my screams. My legs were tossed to the side, a hand throwing me onto my back.
1: You ain't going anywhere, bitch.
0: The girl from earlier loomed over me, her day-o breath rooting up my nostrils. Like a viper, her hand struck my face, whipping me to the side before hauling me back by my shirt.
1: No. Give me your ID and your sanctuary card.
0: Treacherous tears leaked from my eyes as the girl sneered down at me in disgust. A few paces from me, I could hear Pete and Alexa struggling, their grappling grinding my teeth nearly to the gums. Fuck you! With a roar, I drove Alexa's knitting needles deep into the meat of my tormentor's thigh. The woman screamed, my foot coming up in between us to kick her away from me. She crumpled to the ground rolling and clutching her wounded leg. Fucking bitch, I'll kill you. I rose to my feet, swiping my hair from my eyes in time to see what was cresting the horizon and coming straight for us. A smirk skimmed my lips as I looked down at the woman. Not if they kill you first. With a cry, I lifted my foot, bringing it down on the protruding knitting needle and staking her to the forest ground. The woman screamed anew, thrashing and roaring like the savage beasts headed towards our position. There, there were so, there were so many, and their size. Through the months leading up to the citywide shutdown, I had only heard rumors of what these creatures looked like. I never dared to peek out my window at night, just to catch a glimpse in fear that glimpse would be my last standing in the forest clearing as six mutant coyotes raced towards their prey. I almost wish I had, just to have better prepared myself. Wolves on the nature channel had no cancel to these evolved monsters. One would think three years is not long enough for evolution to occur, but you'd be dead wrong. They moved as one organism A terrible storm finally reaching landfall, ready to unleash all hell. Their fangs gleamed under the moonlight, hanging impossibly long from their frothing maws. Two on each flank broke wide from formation, a tactic no doubt meant to encircle us, not allowing one morsel of their meal to escape. A pained noise broke my stare into our deaths, and I whirled to see Alexa on her knees before Pete, panting in pain. Dealing, run and then the death wave hit Gunfire picked up anew as screams erupted from all sides Pete moved to run giving up his torment of Alexa to save his own hide But it was too late for that a shadow loomed from the abyss crashing into Pete with sickening force the man screamed His hands moving up to guard his face but nothing would stop the hulking coyote from getting its fill. The beast roared, lion-like claws digging into the flesh of the flailing man below him, turning him into sinewy ribbons. As Pete's bowels soared through the night sky, my feet finally found their voice, lurching me forward and into the night. I ran towards Alexa, but she shook her head, her decision firm on her face. She would only slow me down, but I... I couldn't leave her. She closed her eyes, fully taking in her fate. I bolted past her, only to have the sounds of her screams nip at my heels.
2: Tilly, Tilly, this way.
0: Sergeant Blackwell called to my left, and I veered toward him as his gun continued to fire. He didn't wait for me to slow, only allowed me to get within touching distance before he spun on his heels and ran northward.
2: We have less than ten minutes to reach the emergency extraction point, but it's one mile north of our location. Can you make it?
0: I nodded my head, lungs already burning. But I would make it. I had to make it. The sergeant nodded, setting a grueling pace. Gunfire and screams slowly faded behind us as the beasts devoured their fill, but I refused to think about them. Later... I would fall apart later. We ran for what felt like hours until finally, cresting a hill and a hundred yards down, a black hummer purred our salvation. I nearly cried in relief, but Blackwell gave no cue for reprieve. We soared down the hill, this terrible night nearly behind us. A figure stepped into our path, the sergeant yelling my name before barreling into me, knocking me off course. A gun fired, and the sergeant went down as the figure laughed.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. Thought you were going to get away from us. Not this time. With the boss man no longer on this earth, I can assume his place. Well, your place. Along with this beauty over there.
0: My stomach rolled as I rose to my feet. We had mere minutes left before the emergency pickup left, regardless if we were feet away.
2: Like hell you are.
0: Blackwell launched himself at Danvers. The two men tumbling down the hill as a howl sounded from above. Like the wind, I cut down the forest. I was going to make it. I needed to make it. I deserve to make it. 10 feet, a gunshot sounded but I didn't dare look behind me. Five feet. I was going make it. I was going to call him. No more running. No more being scared for your life if you left your house past sunset. And no more peering into dark shadows hoping razor-tipped fangs wouldn't appear. My fingers reached for the door as a black shadow collided into me, sending me skidding across the asphalt. Hot, rancid breath growled down at me as my heart screamed in fury. I was supposed to make it. I was supposed to make it to Callum. And then sharp (laughs) fangs dug into the flesh of my neck as the convoy to Callum raced onward through the night. San Francisco, July 2nd,
3: 2020.
0: This Has been a morbid forest season finale, and on this episode, you've heard The Plight of the Dodo Bird, written by Naomi Richards, with narration by Naomi Richards, Sean Moreau, Jen Oven, Matthew Trevino, Sean Conkling Mathot, Phoenix Fire, Devin Bohr, Kyle Bone, Sanda
3: Kristulavik,
0: Jordan Hollingsworth, and Ron Hyatt. I would like to give a very special shout out to Danny Schmidt. Danny, thank you so much for letting us use Firestorm this season. It meant a lot to us and it really fit with the theme of this season. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so, so much you guys for listening this season. We've really strived to push the limits this season and we hope you've enjoyed the ride. As for now, there is no date for season four, but don't worry we do plan to return to you. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Discord to stay up to date on all things season four. Are you interested in hearing your story or your voice? On the show, send us an email to themorbidforest at gmail.com and get your story and your voice heard on season four. Thanks again so much you guys for listening. I don't think you understand how much Sean and I appreciate literally every single one of you we're still flabbergasted that after a year we have so many people from not just our own friends and family but from around the world that are listening to us so from wherever you are thanks for listening and we'll see you next time travelers on the morbid forest